You're listening to Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official podcast of Lingerie Fighting Championships. And now, here's your host, Michael Lutkin! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official LFC Lingerie Fighting Championships podcast. My name is Mike Larkin, and joining me today is a man much like myself who is an appreciator, who is a supporter of women's combat sports and women's wrestling and everything having to do with female combatants and talents, the man behind Women's Combative Sports Association, the Women's Wrestling Convention, and Jack Penn Productions himself, Mr. David Jack Penn Jackson. How are you, David? Mike, it's great to be here. How are you? I'm doing well. First and foremost, a lot has been going on in the combative world, folks, as we announced today on LFC. LFC will be back in Vegas September 30th, but other events are going down, especially one that you attended. Let's hop right into this, Dave, because it's a very exciting time for women's combat sports and athletes. You, my friend, women's athletes on fire. Not too long ago, you were in Las Vegas, Nevada, the place to be. I wanted to ask you about that event. You got to see the one and only Jennifer Thomas, a.k.a. LFC's Jenny Bloody Valentine. Talk about the experience, man, because it was very happening. And and that's the neat thing about all these events is that this whole industry revolves around the events. Without the events, there really is no industry. There's just videos. And, you know, there's some session going on. But with the events, it really raises the bar and gets the events more into the mainstream, like LFC. LFC is something you could take anybody to, you know, your mom, your aunt or whoever, and they would have a great time. Same thing with Women on Fire. It's all about showcasing the great talent of all these ladies who work so hard in the gym, you know, practicing, getting ready for whatever, being in the ring, doing sessions. Uh, It's amazing to me the lifestyle that they have. It, It is a business, but it's also a great lifestyle. Oh, agreed. And I think as we always talk about, like I mentioned with this podcast, Beauty, Strength and Dominance, it's not just the name of the podcast. It's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. I think the craft that goes into from the fitness aspect and Women's Athletes on Fire is great training seminars and everything that goes into the event. I think what Jennifer Thomas does for a lot of these ladies and you seeing it up close, I think it's just it's star studded. I mean, you had Sheena and Sugar Diamond at this last one. You had women like Angelica Cole coming all the way from Italy, tapered physique and so many great talents there. I think it was a combative nature, but also at the same time, man. A lot of people talk about this, and I want to bring up a great point that you mentioned here, David. Yeah, I got to mention you because you actually said this. So this is a lot of people would like kind of like address like how would this stuff draw? Well, I'm like, people are so unique in what they like, and really people have that gravitational pull towards anything in this thing that we call life and endeavors. People want to see not just the sex appeal side of things, but great action and technique. Like it draws. There's such a variety in this whole entire market. I was a USA wrestling coach for women for the Navy and the Marine Corps. So when I'm looking at all this, I'm, of course, looking at the skill level and how well they're actually applying the wrestling holds. You know, yes, like you said, there is a beauty aspect to it. But for me, once they're in that ring or in that that cage, I'm looking to see exactly what they're really going to do and how well they're going to do it. And the women today have really made a great step up. Now, there are women from the past, um, Helen Von Mott, 
she was incredible at all the conventions. And actually it got to a point where the women wouldn't even wrestle her because she was that good. So I had to find men to actually wrestle her and we had mixed matches. And I, again, I look at today and I, I see this industry that can really, really be great. And Jennifer Thomas, speaking of her, she's at the tip of the spear right now, as far as I'm concerned. She is the one that's pushing every day, Monday through Sunday, to get this out, to get out session wrestling. She has a session girls website. Um, mixed session wrestling is part of this industry, and we can't just push it to a side because many of the women, LFC women, women on fire women, WWC women, that's what they do for a living, but they do videos and they're just out there all over this industry. And later, We'll talk about the WWC, if you'd like, and where we're headed for it and what the history, or I call it the history, of uh, women's combative sports. Oh, absolutely. We're going to get to that shortly. shortly. But I just got to mention this to you as well. I think what I like about it too as well, and like we talk about everybody, the hustle and the grind, a lot of people don't say it. And like I say this to you, there's layers and levels to everything. And I think everything that you apply to the crap, whether it be custom videos or everything that these ladies do, I mean, it's a product, it's a selling point, but also at the same time, people have to remember that it is a business and the, with business comes everything that goes into it. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, I mean, they say the best things in life are free, but in this particular circumstance, you have to look at it from a business mindset. And I think Jennifer has a great business mindset about what she's done with these events Mike much yourself which we'll get into here shortly Jack then but god dang it man like the business side of things everything is looking to boom and looking to blossom and when you have that vision and you have that mindset and everything I gotta say the sky's the limit things I like to do is mentor these women in the business to remind them that it truly is that and me being a businessman myself doing the convention to me that's a business and I treat it like that um, you know they can come, the women can come, the fans can come, the companies can come. But when the, we have our meeting, I talk about that and I explain and remind them, hey, I know we're all here to have fun. We're here to, to compete. We're here to showcase our great talent. But just remember, this is a business. So treat it that way. And I think a lot of that is very important, not just to everything in self, but also that mind life set. And I got to say, speaking of your mindset and everything that goes into your life, my friend, you have put in the work in the gym. First of all, I got to say this, David, you look great. You're looking, you're doing the thing. You're you're welcome. You're constantly on the ground. I want to ask you about that gym life set, because I mean, you've gone through such a life, there's lots of many things in your life, everything from onward, upward, ups and downs. You've really taken life and grabbed it by the balls, so to speak. I mean, you look great and I love the training and the work you're putting in. Well, I was at Women on Fire mm -hmm. and I had had COVID and it almost ended my life. And then I broke my right foot. So I go to Women on Fire and I'm wandering around with a cane and I'm looking the worst I've ever looked in my life. And I came home and I said to myself, I have to make a life change again. And I went to the people that I trust the most because I'm retired Navy. I was a Navy corpsman. I lived near a uh, well, I live on a, a Marine Corps base as a retiree, but they have a great gym. I went to the gym and I said, I need help. And of course, the Marines, they just came right out and said, what do you need? Who do you need? And I got the very best trainer that they have. And uh, as a matter of fact, tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, him and I meet up again. We meet three times a week. My change already is apparent. I'm walking better, walking faster. I'm stronger. Uh 
no cane, you know, people look at me and they go, wow, and I'm standing up straighter. But yeah, it's been a life change. But it was the motivation, believe it or not, from these women that were, I mean, they're so strong and they're so healthy and they would come up to me and look at me and go, you poor thing, because, you know, I'm sitting there with a cane. And I decided, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not done yet. This is, this is not who I am or not where I should be. So I made that change. And thank you so much for uh, offering that up. It means a lot to me that you would, you would do that because I'm trying to be a little bit of a, you know, change person for other people that you can do it. I'm going to be 63 this month, but I was looking like I was 93. So I decided to make that change. Well, I thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, I have to add on to your point. I think with your mindset, and a lot of people need to, uh, you know, adhere to this. It's inspiring through your words and actions, and it's also staying positively proactive. So I think by you staying positively proactive goes such a long way, and it can really inspire and have that gravitational pull towards people. So thank you, man, because like I said, you're doing your damn thing. And uh, I got to mention this as well, before we even get into the Women's Wrestling Convention and everything that is entailed to it within your proposal, sir, we got to talk about another gentleman who was at Women's Athletes on Fire. Got to give a shout out to our boy T-Bell, Tommy Bell. You got to meet him in person. The man does amazing work in drawings. He's a part of the LFC team on the VIP section with his so sketchy and funny. Talk about meeting Tommy Bell, such a lively human being, amazing artistry. Talk about that interaction you had with him. Well, it was funny because... I knew Tommy. I knew of Tommy. I'd never really met him. And all of a sudden I have him right in front of me and he's acting, he's like, Oh my gosh, you're Jack Penn. Oh, you're great. And I'm like, I'm trying to tell him, Oh my gosh, you're Tommy Bell. And you're great. But he wouldn't give me a chance. It, it just kept going on and on and on about how great I was. And finally I was able to say, Tommy, I think you're great. And we got photos taken together. I do believe he's a great talent. I'm so happy he's part of this industry. And, um, him and I had a nice conversation after Women's on Fire, and I, I expressed to him that, you know, do not feel like you are an outsider. You are in this industry, and we're so happy to have you. And um, he he was very happy to hear that because I think that he felt, you know, outside. And he's not. He's actually right in it with you and I. You know, there are certain people in this industry like you, like me, like him that people turn to, they look to, and they want to know the truth. And that's what we tell them. And it may sometimes not be what they want to hear, but it's what we do. And Tommy is a guy who will do that for you. He'll tell you the truth. And the women love him, by the way. They they just gravitated around him. And I just backed away. I'm like, okay. But uh, no, he had a lot of fun there. Don't, don't think he was just uh, wandering around they were grabbing him and getting photos with him and, and they loved him to death. And I was very happy to see that he deserved it. Oh, he absolutely does. I think he's probably one of the most like yourself, like myself, one of the most humble sons of guns out there. And I think he applies his craft in amazing fashion as we all do in this thing that we call life. And I think it's just going to continue to grow more and more. And what I love about it too, as well is like you talk about the brutal honesty and the honesty is the best policy. I mean, sometimes you have to hear like maybe and excuse my language, maybe what you're doing is the drizzling shits. You could have applied this better than that, but also at the same time, you have to do that. You can't just be like, you know, I don't want to say fanboy, but just overly like complimentary because there is always room for improvement and you never stop learning in whatever you do. So I do appreciate the honest is the uh, best policy and the bluntness that goes into everything that we do. You know, 
I've told you this before. When I first started out as Jack Penn, um, the lady Tiffany, who in California Wildcats, and I'll get into that. She looked at me, she took both my hands and she said, are you a fan? And I said, yes. You know, thinking, right. this is, you know, and she said, no, you're not. If you want to really make an impact in this, in this industry, you've got to be a businessman. You've got to be a mentor. You've got to be a coach, a guide, but you cannot be a fan because if you're a fan, you're going to be running around chasing these women at your event. And that's not what you're there for. You're there to set the example for this industry. And at that moment, I became Jack Penn. And I understand the responsibility of being Jack Penn, just like you do. You know, people gravitate to you because they know that you're going to give them a truth, as we talked about. But we, they need us to be able to do that for them especially when they're doing it wrong. And sometimes that hurts, but frankly, for me, the industry needs to raise its bar. And that's how we're gonna do it, by being frank and honest about business and about this industry. Exactly, and I think what we have here, and we'll bring up the proposal here, Women's Wrestling Convention, Women's Combative Sports Association. Now, I will say I have seen the photos of you as a referee for these, and I've seen you do a lot of session work too as well. Folks, one time. One time. One time. And I tell you what, that was enough. That was Susan Sexton, Mikhail Casey, yes. and oh my gosh, I, my referee needed a break. So they said, could you do this? And I'm like, sure, I've, I've ref. USA wrestling matches. So I get in there and it was it was an out of control hairball match. And I'm just trying to stay out of the way and not get hit. And Susan Sexton actually put her belt up, her Australian championship belt up on the line. And she did win the match um from Casey. But then I got a nice I got a nice punch in the stomach and a challenge from Casey to come back and wrestle her in the ring. And I'm like, nope. No, I'm, this is business. This is not, this is not me. I was just given the rough a, a break, but yeah, that was quite a match. And thank you for reminding me. Yeah, you're welcome. But no, I think what you do as well, besides inside and outside the ring, I think it's very, very important. And what I love about it too is folks, there is a great photo. I'm probably going to insert it into the show here. of Jack here being the referee for that match and just everything that went on at that event. And speaking of that event, man, you've done a lot of this stuff since the 90s. And I'm going to say this right now. The evolution of it is amazing. You have the banquets, you have everything to be the life of the party, the business setting, having these ladies be accommodating and comfortability with everything around them. So I want to ask you talk about your proposal women's wrestling convention women's combative sports association it's coming back better than ever talk about the whole experience man we decided to do the women's wrestling convention uh the first thing that we had to do is is make it top shelf these women needed to feel safe so did the fans and so we decided let's have a banquet an icebreaker a catered banquet, a semi-formal banquet, so that people would come and you could bring your own mother. I know because my own mother was there for the first banquet. And you could have brought anyone in and all it was was a, a number of people getting together. The women were dressed to the nines, the men had nice suits and jackets and people got to know each other that, that evening. We had uh, a live orchestra, it was a banquet. Of course, I got up and did a couple of, uh, you know, did a little speech. 
But the bottom line was it was an icebreaker. What amazed me, though, was both men and women would come up to me and say, all my life, I wanted to be a part of something like this. And I hid it from everyone in my life, my family, my friends. No one knows that I'm here doing this. And I would say, why? Why don't they know? What's what's wrong with this? And they said, there's nothing wrong with this, but what about tomorrow? You know, and I said, just wait. So people got to, to know each other. The women that came were concerned about the men, of course, and other women. And they found that they're just people. They're normal, everyday people. So the next day when the matches happened, they were great. Now, that was a learning curve for me, the first convention. First convention, we started in the morning with all pro matches. That's the one I got involved with. But then in the afternoon, I went to the companies. And by the way, at that time, the women that were associated with the companies could not wrestle for another company. They could not do a video for another company. They were beholden to one company. Well, one of the things that we did was change that. We made it so that on Sunday, it was company versus company. And then the women were able to branch out a little bit. Well, after that, because if you left a company as a woman or a man, you had to change your hair, you had to change your name, you had to change everything about you to go wrestle for another company, a video company. But we changed that. And today, women freelance on a whole level of companies. So that first convention was definitely a, uh, you know, had a quite a steep learning curve, but we learned a lot. And so in 99, we were really on top of it. And guess who shows up? The WWF. Oh the reason being, go ahead. No, I was going to say, oh my goodness, because if you look at what you had during that time, you had your Chinas, you had your Sables, you had that market of the Attitude Era right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the thing was, is they came to us because we were doing something totally different with the women. They were still kind of stuck in the late 70s, mid 70s with their women, uh, the way they looked, the yeah. way they, they, they dressed. Well, if you notice in that time period, Everything changed over there because I remember talking to these um, suits from the WWF and they went back and said, hey, this guy's doing it this way. Why don't we try that? And they did. And look where it is today. A lot of the things that they do today for women is what we were doing back then. So right. we help we help make that change. And I think what's great about the change too, as well, like you mentioned the seventies and eighties styles. I mean, you look at the eighties, you had the jumping bomb angels and you had the rock and wrestling connection with Cindy Lauper. You had Wendy Richter, you had the fabulous Moolahs, you had Mildred Burke, the nineties, you had Alundra Blaze and Bull Meccano. I mentioned China and Sable. Everything has really progressed with now, especially with the women that we see now, Charlotte Flair's, the Becky Lynch's, the Bailey's, what have you. There's such a generational shift, but also at the same time, like we mentioned glow and shout out to our girl, Hollywood, OG glow herself. Yep. 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 There's my so, buddy. Yes, same man. Such a beautiful spirit. And I'll say this, folks: if you've not met Hollywood or ever seen her in person, she's such a delight. Go out of your way and say hello. 
But that's the beautiful part of it, man. Evolution, learning, constantly chaining. They saw the influence that you did and then boom, they used it here. And we get, we like you mentioned, the herstory thing, which I want to ask you about that term because it's a term that's so out there right now. And it's also very apparent to today's society and the generational turn. I want to ask you about the herstory thing, man. How important is that to you? And how important is that just in general, just to see the women being up top and just seeing the levels and layers that really encompass that term and the overall movement, so to speak? I was having a conversation with Jennifer Thomas about this and she asked me, why is it that I'm so different than other men in this regard? And, and I said, because number one, I see what they've done and how far they've come today. The women like Jennifer and so on have risen higher than they ever were. And it started with us because we were the only show in the road. If you remember 1998, there was nothing else going on out there. So we kind of, we built the foundation. And I'm very proud of that because every convention that we've done, it has, again, elevated the women's status to even a higher status. And that's what we hope to continue. Um, and when we get into the Women's Combative Sports Association, I'll, I'll talk about that, too. But uh, the Women's Wrestling Convention, to me, is a neutral, I call it uh, Sweden or Switzerland, where people can actually, companies can come, the women come, and the fans come, and the companies don't feel like they're competing with me, because they're not. I'm not a company. I don't uh, have a, a bunch of women that work for me. So it's a neutral ground. So whatever they do at the convention and how much they put into it is how much they'll get out of it. But as you know, a lot of people love, if you look at the old videos, they love to have uh, this company at the WWC. That was a big selling point. Uh, the one thing from the fans that I've noticed is that everyone who went to the convention, never regretted it. But so many people always regretted not going to the convention. And they've told me over the years again and again, I'm so sorry I didn't go. I wish I would have gone. Well, we're going to give you another chance. So we want you to come out. We haven't got a venue yet, but we're looking. And we want you there, Michael. We want you there. You'd be a great announcer because I've heard you do your announcing. And, uh, we would love to have you come out and be a part of the women's wrestling convention. And really it's, it's a book door welcome mat to anybody who wants to come out and enjoy these great women and, and all the things that happen. And we can get into that if you want. Of course. Well, first and foremost, I appreciate that wholeheartedly. For those who have not checked it out, go back to LFC 35 and 36, where I did my ring announcing for the booty camp events. That's I appreciate that. And I'd love to once everything is set. Like I said, and what I love about it too as well, it's hard to get back on your feet and get into something and the venue stuff and finding it, but I'm sure you will do it. And when that does happen, I'm your Huckleberry, like Tombstone up in here. I love to do it. Sure. Yes, sir. Now, what I love about it, too, as well here, we'll talk about the Women's Combative Sports Association. The fact of the matter is you're doing something from the 90s. And as they said, what's old is new again and really repriving and really getting it up here. Like you look in television shows, sometimes the remake or sometimes the sequel is not as best as the original. But I think what you could do now, especially with the talents out there and especially some from the original and the takeaways of this, you can shine it up, bring in a lot of new talents. Look at how David McLean has involved with Glow and Wow Women of Wrestling. Mm -hmm. 
there's so much talent that are out there that would love the opportunity to get that spotlight because there's a lot of hungry people out there doing it the right way, getting the proper training, and just want to put on a dang old good time, right? Right. And the Women's Combative Sports Association is just that. It's an umbrella for the industry that welcomes in everyone who wants to be a part of it. Now, I ran the Women's Combative Sports Association in the 90s. Well, I've looked at it now and i said hey how about having a woman in charge of the women's combative sports sports association and a few other women like on a little council who would meet and discuss you know pricing and sessions and rules for the industry and if you want to come into this association and be a part of it then of course we'd have a website and you get this stamp of approval that the fans more than anyone can really appreciate and trust. And that gets back to that trust issue. So that would encompass everyone, including the LFC. I would love to have the LFC as an example in the Women's Combative Sports Association because they would be a part of this elite group of people and companies and fans that would be able to go to this site and be able to click on the link and see everything about that, but also see where they're appearing, what's going on, updates. And when we did it in the 90s, people loved it because it was their first choice to go find information. And I mean, we encompassed everybody and we welcome everybody. And again, neutral ground. You know, I have no agenda to help this person more than this person. You bring what you have, and we'll let the fans decide on whether or not you are what, what they want you to be, or you are what you say you are. And that's the neat thing about that. And I find that people want to be part of that. Right. And I smile about it because I also look at like the territory days back in the 80s when you had that United Front, like Vince McMahon Sr. was working with Bill Watts in Mid-South and stuff. It's really something that a lot of people are into. And I know a lot of people now are excited that AEW All Elite Wrestling is working with New Japan and you've opened that forbidden door, so to speak. So I think to today's day and age, and Sean, if you're listening, LFC, talk about World Wrestling Combative Nature over here. I love it. World's Combative Sports Association. It's exciting, too, because it brings the fans into a new level and a new era of just, okay, like we talk about what's old is new, but just finding something, looking at the information, because technology is so advanced, it's at our fingertips, people. It's another way of just bringing people to another website and seeing just everything going in there. There's The, the possibilities are endless here, and I think what I love about it, too, and I could tell from your enthusiasm about it, I think it's something that I know will hopefully get off the ground, but I also think in my wholehearted hearts of hearts that, that it's going to be something special, and I can't wait to see how you go forward with this, because I think you're on the right track of planning it, my friend. Break up. The, you know, the industry has been fragmented again. Right. Believe it or not, there was a period of time when it wasn't, when we brought everyone together and they wanted to work with each other. And when I say work with each other, both do, do videos and such and come to the convention and have live matches. But when I left in 2008 to go do other things, it became fragmented again. And now you have people over here and there and everywhere and I'm saying, why not bring everyone together, work together, because they'll find that there, there's more fan base because the fans that are over here and these fans over here come together and now you have more fans and then they cross pollinate, if you will, and they go to the different companies and take a look. And that was the success 
of the Women's Combative Sports Association then. Your take, what do you think? What I love it too about is I love these back and forths that we're having here. I think it's great to see something like that from the United standpoint. And I think with, again, we have so much, such a broad and town out here, especially from the LFC girls, the session girls, what have you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I t- I've told you this many a times and we'll talk about it here in this forum. That's why I'm excited to have you on the show. I, I think it will work and I can't wait to see the progression and succession of it. I equate it to what I'm doing with capital championship wrestling outside of LFC capital championship wrestling is a women's promotion with that's on the rise with all these ladies that just have great storytelling you want to put on a performance like you mentioned with your events people want to keep coming back and i mean ccw's only been in existence for about two years now but you you're every time you miss it it's like man i should have went to this show you want to captivate and gravitate people and elicit reaction because that's what it's about while also doing good business at the same time and i see lfc doing that i see what you're doing that and i'm excited for it i think you have me on board and i think you have a lot of people that listen to this show really into it so like i like i said some people say like it could be a crazy idea but i think if you you don't know unless you try, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes things fall from the wayside, but I think with the path that you're on, because some people steer here, some people steer there, it's all about the straight now. And I think you're on the straight with now with the overall general consensus of what you want to do. What about this? What if you went to an event where LFC was there and the CCW was there and Jennifer Thomas was there, you know, section girls, I mean, all these people under one roof at one time and you could, you know, pick and choose who you want to talk to and go see you can buy their products right there because they have their own booths. It's it's a convention. And of course, you can see that great talent in the ring. That's what draws people into this type of event. And again, the companies don't feel the pressure of, you know, someone getting over on me or someone getting more than I am because I keep it fair. And that's why I need you there because I call you the encyclopedia You've heard me say this, the Encyclopedia for Women's Combative Sports. And I know if I need to find out about anyone, all I got to do is ask you, and you're going to tell me, oh, yeah, she does this and she does that. That's what's amazing about you and the companies, too. Well, I appreciate that. And I think what I did was, and I'll say this straight up and down like six o'clock, when I started with LFC and CCW, I knew what I was getting into. And I knew a lot of the towns from different wrestling associations that have been in LFC. So I think the best part, I say this to anybody, is just do your research. And once you invest in something, go all the way with it. And, you know, that's what led me to do this podcast. That's what led to our friendship now, which has blossomed. And I appreciate you, my friend. And like I getting to know Tommy and getting to know all these girls, I think just it's the right mindset. And especially Sean has a great vision what he wants to do in Vegas. So I think right now everything is booming and everything's thriving and it just wants to keep getting to that next level. And I love the passion. I love the hunger of everybody. And I mean, talking to you, Jack, and I'm going to say this, like from being that high school coach, from being doing these events and everything, I think you are the perfect example of no regrets because of everything that you've done and everything that you've been through. I think it's just, it's just amazing just to see the life that you led and everything that's going to continue for you. Because like they say, mind right, grind right, you got to keep going. So I can't wait to see what the future holds. Well, I appreciate all of that. And I appreciate you uh, allowing me to come on and talk about all of this, and especially the, the WWC and the Women on Fire, again, and LSE. I mean, we're the ones that are out there. We're the ones that are making this industry work and move and, and improve. And as long as we work together, and I believe we can, we can be competitors, but still work together to make the industry happen. But I'm not a competitor. I'm very neutral. But yes, they can all have their own little niche, and they do. And we just need to respect each niche. That's all. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
that's the neat thing about the convention. No, I agree so. with you. I think everybody's unique and everybody has that niche. And I think a lot of the products out there, and like I say, it's a good time for wrestling. It's a good time for combative sports and especially in MMA and everything that you do. And I think a lot of people can take away from this conversation, a lot of visionary stuff and everything manifesting into one that we're putting out into the universe. And I think that's. Can, I, yeah. uh, can I tell you one quick story about MMA? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. It was 1998. And this gentleman from the Black Sea came to me and said, hey, I would like to have these two women go in your ring. And I said, okay, what, well, what do they do? And he said, well, they wrestle. And I said, okay, that's right. And he goes, but they also box. And I go, okay, so there's two matches going on, right? And then he says, but they also do, uh, you know, martial arts. And I'm thinking, okay, well, now that's three matches that he's asking for. And I said, well... So you want to do, which one do you want to do first? And he says, just one. I want to do all of those. So basically in 1998, we saw the first MMA match that I've ever seen in my life between two women in the ring doing MMA. And we're all sitting there going, what is this? You know, because they were boxing, then it turned into wrestling, then it turned into, you know, mixed martial arts. And thank God they brought their own referee. Who knew what was doing? What was going on? So, yeah, I mean, we, we actually saw that in 1998. I just wish I could have said, "Oh, maybe I should capitalize on this." And then, of course, Mr. White did it. So, you know, he's the one who's in charge today. Well, that's the but thing. We saw it first. Yes. Well, that's the thing, David. And what I love about that, too, as well, because first of all, in 98, this is when UFC is really starting to get the boom with Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock and all these guys. Mm -hmm. And what's great about it, too, is as well, like years later, we have the Ronda Rouseys and the Chris Cyborgs and all these ladies that we see now, the Amanda Nunezes. But who would have thought even at 98, because it was still like at the, at the start and the pipe dream, but who would have thought like we would have seen even back then to now how it's transitioned now? I mean, you look at social medias, for God's sake, Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook on a college dorm, and that's blossomed to where it is now. So you just never know. Yeah. And again, the, the WWC is worldwide because we had people from all over the world, companies from all over the world come and and showcase their great talent. And one of the best things that we ever had was the DWW, Danube Women's Wrestlers versus the American Wrestlers. You know, Helen Von Mott from America taking in Hannah from, you know, Austria from for DD for DWW. And that was, those were great matches and people love those matches. So every year DWW would show up and they knew it was going to be great for them. Of course they videotaped it, but we're, we were all very happy because it became an international event. And that's what I'd like to see again also is bring in these different companies from around the world to be a part of that, to raise that bar, bring our industry to a bigger and better height and allow everyone like LFC and I keep going back to LFC because they're important and they really do. I would love to have them at the event to bring their great stars to the event and have their type of event in our ring. Well, that is much appreciated. And like I said, Sean Donnelly, when you do hear this, take out, take a listen to the one and only Jack Finn here. And like I said, man, it's it's such a pleasure and a privilege just to talk to you and just talk about everything. Like we mentioned, man, you're a high school coach. You've done everything. Uh, no, I was a I was a U.S. Navy, USA wrestling coach, not a high school coach. I yeah. was a little bit higher than that. Excuse yeah, me, or, yeah, 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 college. 
Yes. So doing college in the Navy, just everything that goes into that. And like I said, what's great about it too, as well, the discipline that you've learned and just first of all, thank you for your service and everything that you've done for us. But I think yeah. that's awesome, man. I love the discipline. Well, it was fun. Did 21 years and uh, had a lot of great stories, but wrestling for me has always been my greatest honor to be a part of, especially the women wrestlers. And I coach the women wrestlers. And the reason why I did the convention, honestly, was I went to USA Wrestling and I said, I'd like to do a women's only tournament. And they said, no. And I said, why? And they said, because it doesn't bring in enough uh, revenue. So I handed in my coach's card and I went and did the women's wrestling convention and proved to them that it would bring in enough revenue to be able to continue that. And uh, so... I'm very proud of the legacy, but I'm more proud of the women that showed up, companies that showed up, and the fans that showed up to be a part of that. And of course, my great staffs that I had, they were outstanding. And we never had an issue. Uh, there has been uh, a rumor, uh, a longtime rumor that we got shot, shut down in, Pen in um, Pasadena. That was not us, that was a different company that one year after we did our 2000 and I was, I had to go somewhere. They uh, attempted an event, but they didn't have their correct permits. Therefore they were shut down and uh, that did hurt the industry. And that's what I'm talking about. When you hurt the industry because you don't do it right, um, then it affects all of us, I believe. And I think it sets us back. I think it does so, too. Well, that's the thing, professionalism, not to cut you off, but I got to say professionalism, and I love how you brought that up. It's key because you don't want to get shut down, number one, but also number two, it just shows that you're still doing the right thing and also that you just want whatever state that you're in. And I think what's great about too as well, whether it be local, you're putting on it in many different states and events, I think that just shows the class that you put into it. And I think class is key in everything. And I really do love it. Now I'm going to say this, Mr. David Jackfin Jackson, I'd love to have you back for a round two, because first and foremost, just talking to you, I really do appreciate your time. And I really do love what you're saying and you really get me excited. So we definitely have to do a round two for this. Sounds great. Would love that. And, uh, uh, you know, one, just one quick last thing about you just mentioned it, raising the, you know, having events in a bar, Having events uh, in a garage, um, we need to get those women out of there. We don't see men events in a bar, per se, or, you know, we need to raise that bar and get them into a place like a nice hotel where I would have my conventions or a nice venue, someplace safe. But get them out of that and help elevate that. LFC has done that. You know, I don't know the very, very beginnings of LFC, but... It might have been a little rough, but when you look at it today, pretty polished and they look good, right? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I, I got involved with LFC around the 2018, 2019 time period. It had started doing the casinos and it started doing so many amazing events as it did prior. But I think from where LFC was in, in, in its inception, which was awesome, but then it just continues to levels. And now we're on Roku channel, for God's sake. And we have the websites and these events. Like I said, it just shows that people just keep going onward and upward and just continue to grow and elevate and evolve. And I think that's the main thing in this thing that we call life. So I agree wholeheartedly with you, Mr. Jack Finn. Now, you, my friend, are on social media, and I want to give you the chance to plug it because you post a lot of great photos and stuff from the events that really showcase your history. So where can we follow you on Facebook and Instagram? 
Well, on Facebook, I'm Jack Penn WWC, and on Instagram, I'm Jack Penn WWC. And you're right, we have some great photos there of history, history photos, and uh, events like Women on Fire. Um, I do, I have to admit, I did uh, post a lot of Jennifer's, uh, you know, uh, great uh, showcase billboards, if you will, of the different matches that were coming up. And I didn't mind doing that at all because, again, helping the industry. But, uh, yeah, go to our site. Take a look at it. Uh, comment on it. And let's let's talk about what it is out there and how you feel about whatever type of match. Right now, this weekend, I've been uh, showcasing uh, mixed wrestling. And Helen Vaughn and uh, Chrissy from Ringmaster Girls, which no longer exists, but... Uh, they were pioneers at mixed wrestling. And so those are the types of things that you find on my my site. And I call it our site, actually. It's anyone's site who wants to come in and make a comment, including you. You have. And I appreciate that, too. So uh, we're all in this together, Mike. And you know that. We've talked about this. Instead of having this infighting or, you know, uh, negative Let's let's bring some positivity to this for everyone and work together. That's why, again, uh, I'm very happy about Women on Fire, about how they have Jennifer is really trying to elevate this uh, really, really high, higher than it's ever been. And I give her a lot of credit for that because it's not easy. And you have to have that business sense. And. I think that she does have it, and I believe that she's going to bring it. So stand by for that. And, uh, you know, I look I look forward to, to uh, round two because we have a lot more to talk about. Yes, we do. But I want to say the time that you've given me is absolutely appreciated. And, folks, what I want you to do is follow Jack Finn on Twitter, Instagram, and check out the website because it is a very great website, and it gives you a lot of great stuff that really showcases the herstory. And all that will be in the description as well, the LFC links. Check out this show on the LFC Network on Roku, lfcfights.com, and just everywhere you get your lingerie fighting championships needs. And folks, as I say, every each and every time with this show, life is an art form where we are all applying our crafts and let's continue to apply it, our crafts in amazing fashion. And as I always say, beauty, strength, and dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art they are, they are. And myself and Jack Penn are appreciators and supporters of that, as you should be too. Jack Penn, I thank you so much for your time. Michael, it's my pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you soon, sir. Same. Take care. Take care. Fight, fight, fight! Gonna kick some...
ring. Cranking against oh. each other. Look at the tool on backhand. Straight jumps on her back, takes her back. Crosses the legs. And look at this. Full air over. Just took that. That's a tap right there. The second the tap is going to get involved. Glad they're letting these ladies go a little bit further. Suplex. Big suplex. Glad showing that straight. Oh, oh. Roger, Roger. 